Patrick, you hear me, buddy? What up, my guy? What's up? So, if you believe it or not, we're on episode 44. Jesus, yeah, I was I was looking at it the other day, sitting up here updating paperwork and shit, and I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah, 44. <laughs> and the last couple, you know, we were slacking there for a little bit, and then uh, I'd say the last... I mean, how many have we done this year? Just like it's just been like three or four. I've tried to stay on top of it, where it's like, yeah, get distracted. And they've all been, they've all been rocking and rolling. So, yeah, it's been good, man. I'm, I got, like I said, I'm, I keep up as much as I can, and, uh, and it's, it's moving. I yeah. like it. I mean, once a week is good, and then if you stay in like the forty-five minutes to like hour, hour fifteen, like it's a little bit more manageable. Yeah, that you know. I mean, like, <clears throat> I like listening to ebooks. You know, that take you a freaking three weeks to get through. But like some of the podcasts, like I get really into them. Yeah, and then it's you know forty five minutes, like you say, forty five minutes to an hour, and it's just like I don't want to stop it and have to pick it back up. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can get a little rough. I mean, and then I shared something the other day where, um, and I think it has to do more with. Uh, the- <clears throat> whoever's listening is in the military. So I'm getting all these different countries, like when I yeah. look up like, the stats and stuff. So there may or may not be some in and around an area in Eastern Europe. Does it rhyme with Ukraine? <laughs> Ukraine. Yeah, it yeah. might. Yeah, <laughs> it might. Yeah. So, uh, well, we're going to get back to more, uh, I don't know. What, what would you call some of the episodes where it's like a topic, but it's yeah. not like a, it's not, it's, it's like topical, but not a current event. Yeah. So it's like pertains to uh, the public service, but we're not, you know, we're not talking about the, you know, a sniper comp or a SWAT comp or, yeah. or, or current events or anything. So you actually helped us come up with this one about uh, being the positive change uh, in law enforcement specifically. And this can carry over into I mean, anything really, but yeah. I mean, sir, these are full blown, like our professions now. This isn't just, you know, some people say, oh, it's just a job. It's like, nah, man, not this. Yeah. This like we're balls deep in this thing, man. I mean, I'm, we're in it. Hey, so I pulled up PIBA the other day and I mean, we can talk about this further, but I pulled up PIBA the other day to see, you know, like how many years I had left. Yeah. So PIBA is like our state Fuck. retirement clock and how much money that you put into the system and all that. That's what that is in South Carolina. Yeah. It yeah. was, it was disappointing to say the least. I mean, sometimes I look at it and I'm like, eh, it's kind of encouraging, but then you look at the years and it's discouraging. Yeah. yeah it was, see, I mean, it's good to see that it like, it's almost like a savings account by default. I mean, I'm trying yeah, to save it. You can see it. You know, I mean, you can see it growing, and they take. I don't know. I mean, it, I mean, it's a good, it's a good little chunk. I mean, it's more than I'm able to save. Uh, you know, outside of my pay, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because if it was, if it was given to me in my paycheck, I just blow it on shit like, I don't know, a gun, yeah. which I just yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> Would you get? Man. Yeah, I got a P320 compact. Okay. Okay. It's nice. I also, so <clears throat> since our last our last podcast, mm-hmm. I've made some life changes. Um, mm-hmm. I'm no longer a jump out boy. 
Uh, I've uh, I've been moved to the criminal uh, uh, investigation division. Oh, look at you! My, I wear polos and khaki pants and shit, and you know, like my clothes are ironed. Uh, I don't like it. Um, don't you like know, it. I have a desk right now, which I'm sitting at. Um, I'm actually on call, so I'm working tonight. Weird. Um, I haven't I actually last night stopped about five fucking cars just so I could blow my load a little bit because <laughs> the last two weeks I've been sitting in my office, you know, getting caught up on cases and, you know, getting like, so is that, did you like put in for that or did you kind of get uh voluntold for it? So it was, uh, me, my, uh, my Lieutenant, I, me and my Lieutenant were the last two like OGs on what we call a crime reduction unit crew is what we call it. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's community action team or crime suppression, you know, whatever, DPU, director patrol, uh, everybody's got their little cliche name. Um, but like me and my lieutenant were the OGs. Um, my lieutenant got promoted to captain in uniform patrol, um, okay. which is, you know, will tie into this be the positive change kind of thing. Um, and a lieutenant or a uh, investigator out of the drug unit came to be our lieutenant. He's also our SWAT commander. So that was kind of cool having him. Um, and he was like, Hey man, uh, CID and drug unit are about to open up. Um, and both of y'all, uh, you know, I hate it, but, but I'm fixing to lose both of y'all. And I was like, no, you're not like, I'm not going anywhere. Um, basically major, uh, the major of investigations, right. Hey man, the sheriff kind of sits down with both of us and was like, Hey, I'm not telling you to, but I'm telling both of y'all to put in for, CID and DEU. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> and then, man, like, it closed, you know, I mean, they, they put it out there for what a period of like a week or something like that. Um, it closed on a Monday or a Friday. Yeah, it closed on a Friday. He called me on Monday and was like, hey, man, um, I haven't uh, I haven't even told the, the captain of CID yet, but uh, you're going to go to CID and Jackson's going to go to the drug unit. I was like, we're not going to interview. He's like, uh, no. Like, that, that's yeah, that's like a, uh, okay. Sometimes that's the beauty of a, a sheriff's office. There's, there's, there can be some, uh, executive decisions. There. Yeah. Yeah. And I've kind of seen, um, I mean, no, I mean, the only thing most people think of like, when I use that term is, you know, stuff that the, last few presidents have done that you know half the country hates half the country loves it whatever but like in a sheriff's office uh from what i've seen it it works out a lot more than you know kind of the mainstream executive actions you know yeah yeah i mean i think boarding is still good but boarding is um it's got to be a good mix of like you don't want it to be like old boy network just pick whoever the fuck you want but then sometimes you get uh you know some people might just test good or board good that might not necessarily be the best fit um yeah you know and then i know with ours we just kind of we started integrating that more as we're attempting to get state accreditation yeah uh, and then just you know our sheriff being a, a career veteran um yeah. he wanted to see that a little bit more um and again he's another He's just another guy that's like a real <coughs> horseman is. It's a it's a mix of good old boy 
and then you know some outside professions and military experience and all that. So there's yeah. always there's always a little bit of both. Um, and that's kind of where like we were at. Like the old sheriff was like straight up like who you are and what you can do for me. Mm-hmm. So when the new when he got out and the new sheriff came in, you know, was elected. There was people who were like in the runnings to become next investigators and this, that, and the other. Like, you know, one guy, his dad was the coroner, you know, so it was basically like, you're going to be the next investigator because your dad's a coroner. Yeah. Not because because you're a good police. Like, he's a great guy. I mean, me and him are friends, but it's like, he's fucking lazy. Yeah. And people were getting, you know, one guy couldn't like legitimately could not work the road but because he was connected to the sheriff they created a position for him you know so it's like but now that our our new sheriff well i mean he's this this is six year so we're on our second term um he was a lieutenant in high patrol retired um some things happened in greenwood county that made him want to run for sheriff Mm -hmm. and it was like landslide he gets elected uh second election comes up landslide again Mm -hmm. um but it's not a lot of people will think that it is the good old boy system here because you know it's a core group of people in the sheriff's office who are getting promoted and who are moving uh you know moving up um and they're like well they're just cody's boys you know that that's always been the term Cody's boys, mm-hmm. but it's not like Cody major Bishop surrounds himself with proactive people, with people who do the job and don't bitch and people, you know, who just come to work. Um, yeah. You know, sheriff doesn't care if all you do is come into work for 12 hours and answer calls, like answer calls to the best of your ability. Yeah. You know, um, there's a, there's a shift. Um, where, man, it was the shift to be on. It's kind of petered off now because the good people have, have now moved on, um, you know, been promoted or, or, or on in specialized units or whatever. Um, but, man, there was like two people that would do nothing but answer calls, and the rest of the shift would do nothing but be proactive. Um, Which I mean, I mean man, it's fine because there's, um, I mean, every shift has that. You're uh, cracking up. Fucking hate you. <laughs> well, I just got off work. I'm not on call. So, well, I'm sitting here drinking a ghost. Have you had these ghost energy drinks? I've seen the mix. I are you're the fucking sports, my man. They, they are. are. Is it the ready to drink ones? Yeah. Shit. Sporty. Um, Sporty. Yeah. Absolutely. I was. I was headed to the house to grab me a kill cliff because I mean you know they're kind of a little healthier. Yeah, a little better on on caffeine, and I was like, man, I'll just hit a kill cliff, and you know, it'll get me through to about midnight, one o'clock. Mm-hmm. And you know, it took forever at Chili's because they put the goddamn onions on my hamburger steak. Damn. <laughs> oh no, uh, the little kiosk didn't work or whatever. But anyway, so I just came straight up here, and I forgot I left this ghost in my mini fridge in my office now because that's how I roll. Small things. <laughs> right? Small things. Like, yeah, yeah, small things. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're pretty good. So I think, 
we'll kind of, I don't know, tie in what you already kind of hit on with like getting in new leadership and having that shift and, you know, promoting who needs to be promoted. Yeah. I think that's kind of a, a big, a big part of the positivity, like, cause you don't want, yeah. you don't want everything to, I guess in regards to promotions and, um, and promotions wouldn't necessarily mean moving up. It could be just a lateral to another division. Right. Which I'm, you know, I'm not a supervisor. Um, you know, I make investigator has an incentive pay. Right. You know, just like when I was on, on crew, um, it was an incentive thing, you know, now a captain could say, Hey, go do this. And I could tell him to fuck off tactfully tell him to fuck off because I answer to my lieutenant, the major and the sheriff. And that is it. I don't answer to anybody else. Right. Uh, You know, so we could be in the middle of pursuit, which I've done it before. Um, you know, my lieutenant was, was the number one vehicle in the pursuit. I was the number two vehicle in the pursuit. So I was the one calling the pursuit while he was driving. Um, (laughs) captain of uniform patrol was like well you know if if he's going head on with traffic uh, and we'd already hit the 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 vehicle with stop sticks um and the tires were disabled i think we actually got like four out of four tires which is pretty good Mm -hmm. um you know he's like if if, if it's going head on y'all gonna have to disregard that pursuit and i was like uh negative we're not going head on and negative we're not disregarding this pursuit um and it's not a I guess you, you know, it's not a dick measuring contest. It's just a fact of the matter of, I know what's going on. You know, we're, we're, car- we're carrying on with this bad boy. Like it's bought and paid for after we spiked him. Yeah, for um, sure. You know, but I think, I think that the, the I'll, I've always been an outspoken person. You know, I mean, I know, I know you and Bobby. Um, I think that's probably why we all get along is because we're all about the same type. Um, I was just very picky and choosy about how, who I was outspoken to. Um, well, promotions come around, they go ahead and open up captain, lieutenant and sergeant. I, I went up, uh, to my major and I was like, Hey, um, I'm qualified for sergeant. Uh, I'm I kind of am qualified for lieutenant. He was like, whatever you think you're qualified for, put in for. Um, So I did. I put in for lieutenant and I put in for sergeant. Um, There was a lot of people who were kind of like, oh, I can't believe you're doing that. You know, you're not even a sergeant. Why are you putting in for lieutenant? And um, kind of depends how the policy is written and like time and service per grade. And, you know, I'm using kind of for that, but whatever. And and our policy reads, um, you know, uh, I think eight. You've got to have a minimum of of eight years as a master deputy, one year as a sergeant, or eight years as a master deputy, or equivalent uh, experience. Right. I got seven years, you know, in the guard, and then six years doing this. So I was like, shit. Yeah, yeah. that's enough for me. Yeah. Um, you know, so I put in for it. Um, my interview comes up. I'm the first one to interview on like the second day of interviews. Um, you know, I sit down and, and of course, you know, you always have the major uniform patrol, the major investigations, 
um, you know, the captain of support services. Uh, there was an, two investigators in there as well. Uh, one of them being the lieutenant of investigations. Hmm. And, you know, they asked, you know, standard, um, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, how long you've been doing this? Um, you know, uh, we're going to give you a scenario. We're going to give you a policy question. We're going to give you a, you know, maybe a law or a case law question. Um, and then the major of investigations, you know, basically asked me and said, uh, you know, what does leadership mean to you? And I was like, uh, <clears throat> I said, man, I don't really have a, you know, textbook definition of what a leader, you know, of what leadership is. I said, but what a leader means to me is, you know, somebody who's going to go above and beyond for his guys. You know, somebody who is going to stand their ground because their guys did the right thing. Um, I said, you know, I worked under Lieutenant Madden for two years uh, under crew. And, and I said, man, that guy broke his back for us. Uh, he did things that he didn't need to, um, but he broke his back for us. And I said, that is, that is my definition of a leader. Um, and then – there was some other question that was asking and basically major was like great textbook interview question or answer. Now cut the bullshit and tell me what you really think. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, straight up, man, like we were cussing, like we were GD and MF or, you know, all this stuff in an interview, which is yeah. really odd. Um, <laughs> was it just YouTube? No, man. It was, it was like six of us in there. Shit. Um, like it was the whole interview board. Um, it was it was basically like you know difference difference between a supervisor and a leader I think is what it was and and I said um, like not gonna hold this against me you know and he was like nope tell us what, exactly what you think and I looked at the major uniform patrol and I said man you've got great supervisors in uniform patrol I said they don't mind telling you what not to do I said they don't mind telling you you know, don't do that because it can get you in trouble or, or, you know, let's not do this. I said, you got supervisors who will sit in parking lots uh, while their guys are getting their asses beat. I said, and they will guarantee that they're going home on time every time. And I said, man, that's bullshit. I said, your leadership sucks. I said, you got no fucking leaders. I said, it's really, really shitty when you have people in uniform patrol coming to us asking them for advice and not their own supervisors. Mm -hmm. You got supervisors who don't know case law. You have supervisors who don't know how to write a search warrant. You have, you have a 25 year captain questioning people, what their probable cause for a traffic stop was. And I said, that tells me he doesn't know what I need for a traffic stop. And I said, so if I stop a car based off a of reasonable suspicion, is he going to question me and my integrity and what I'm doing? Um, <clears throat> you know, and I said, that's where your biggest problem is. I said, you want good, well-rounded deputies. I said, all they see is their supervisor sitting in a parking lot, answering a call when they have to and going home on time. Mm -hmm. And I said, and then when they do make a case, whether it be a proactive case or a reactive case, their supervisors will walk up to them. Hey, uh, 
you know, make sure you get your paperwork done and then they're out of the office. I said, I have never once seen a supervisor sit down with somebody and say, what can I help you with paperwork on? Yeah. And I mean, it was, yeah. Our whole shift. If, if somebody gets a big case or a big stop, uh, you know, big case from a stop. Um, I mean, we'll all like, Hey, we're going to 25 at the office. You know, you're going to do the best kit. You're going to help them with the warrants. Yeah, you're uh, doing the seizure paperwork. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Which uh, is the way it should be. My old, the shift I came from, um, that's the way we did things, man. I mean, it was it was all hands on deck and we did it. Now we had. It's easier too. It's so much easier. Yeah, God almighty. Like all I have to do is, you know, do the narrative and, you know, I got my man over here typing my warrants for me and I got my man over here doing the best kit and. You know, we can knock this bitch out in 30 minutes. Yeah, because there's always, you always have that guy on shift that there's always a guy that has like a template for every warrant ever. There's somebody, yeah. there's somebody that can do a best kit and do drugs in like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Like always. I mean, now nobody yeah. should be doing your fucking narrative for you. I mean, that's all I knew. But. Yeah. No, I've, I've proofread of many of them. Um, but again, oh, yeah. like, like, bro, how many times have you been at four o'clock in the morning and you're like, fuck, you know, I got to type this P-Wid meth and like, uh, and then you, you, bang, you know, you bang out this narrative in, in 15 minutes and, um, you know, like, dude, I knocked one out, uh, stolen tag, P-Wid meth. Uh, false information. Like we took like three fucking people to jail, towed the car. Like it was a shit show at five thirty. We were getting off at six. No. Uh, ended up having to. Uh, ended up probably about nine o'clock that night is when I left the office. The judge called me the next morning and was like, "Can you come to my office, please?" And I was like, "Yes, ma'am." She looked at the warrants and was like, "What in the fuck did you write?" And I was like, my bad, Judge. It was, I was tired. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's one thing I get scared of. Yeah. Um, but, you know, stops. It's, it's, it's just teamwork, man. Like, it doesn't, it's not hard to show a little initiative to help somebody out. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we're like, the world is already against us. We don't need to be against ourselves, too. Yeah. Um, so would you say yeah. kind of that, that teamwork is kind of that goes into like department uh, culture? Oh, absolutely. 100%. But even then, it's not going to be across the whole department because there's no. I mean, even with, you know, we we got four, you know, four shifts and it's always like fluctuating, you know, and I've been here. I mean, I'm going on two years and like there was. When I first got here, there was like one other shift that I was like, fuck, dude, they're all hitters. Yeah. And now they're like them and another one, or, you know, they just go back and forth with, you know, which use of force is going to get you sent to the front office. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're just, it's like, well, fuck, a year ago they had everybody. And then, you know, all of them got promoted. You know, you had that one dude that's kind of like middle in the pack of experience that kind of held everything together, but he didn't really realize it till he was gone. Yeah. Uh, um, 
but I'll, uh, I mean, I've been lucky where I've always been. <clears throat> I've been on the same shift the whole time here and it's been just, you know, maybe we didn't get the most arrests or warrants or whatever, but we're like middle of the pack. We're not going to get in trouble We're you know, we're going to get good hits every once in a while. We're going to have good chases every once in a while. Um, Cause any of them that I've seen that have been like to jam up, they just don't last. Yeah, it, and it's that's awesome. the way. That's the way it was with us. It's I think a, that's the way it is everywhere. It's almost like if you do too good, they're like, "Oh man, you you can get promoted. You're gonna get promoted. You're gonna get promoted." And all of a sudden, that shift is like the worst shift at the sheriff's office. Yeah, like, oh, it's because all your people are fucking gone. Because yeah, it's because you did too good. <laughs> well, and that's what like I talked to the major. I was like, "Why the fuck do you have two solid shifts and two shit shifts?" Yeah, and he was like. Do I put, do I scatter my solid people out? Yeah. And potentially them not be yeah. that great? Or do I pull them all together and just say, fuck it? And I was yeah. like, okay, it makes sense. Um, I think, I think, I think one thing is um, whoever is um, hiring and training on the front end needs to know, you know, their shifts and be like, hey, you're going to be a good, you know, Joe's going to be a good fit for this shift. Susie's going to fucking fit for the shift over here. Like, you got to be honest with not everybody's going to jihad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's. And, and I also think there's a, a part of it uh, where if you have a good team, like, just let it ride out for a little bit. Yeah. Because, I mean, you don't. I mean, we're so used to uh, kind of make the. Like, did you watch um, the Bulls uh, series on Netflix, The Last Dance? I uh, have not. Nope. Okay. So but I will. Even, even if you're not a basketball dude or not really a, a Michael Jordan dude, but you just understand just winning and being the best, uh, it, it'll all make sense, even if you're not a, like a sports person or an NBA person or whatever. So, like, yeah. that team was basically the same team for all of their championships. Yeah. Like the first, you know, half of Jordan's career, like he got his shit pushed in because he was the only one swinging for the fences and you couldn't do that, uh, you know, in the league back then. So in that type of environment. Yeah. Where, you know, now you can kind of do it in that environment because it's just, it's a softer league and, you know, LeBron can go on a team of absolutely nobodies at Cleveland and fucking, you know, go to the championship. Yeah. Yeah. or whatever like but back then like that team for whatever you know however they did it um and it gets into that like in the series but they just made it work to fucking win and i think uh, and, uh, and you know you describing that it sounds i don't know how it is for y'all but that is that's how it is here like you have a couple you have one or two people per shift that fucking shine you know but then you take them out of that element. Like for us, man, when we got put on freaking crew, like, dude, we went out and destroyed. Uh, the major posted the numbers of, you know, arrests, drugs, tickets, uh, recovered guns, warrants served, recovered cars. Dude, the three of us on the freaking proactive unit had half, if not, three quarters of the numbers of all of uniform patrol. 
Shit. I mean, sometimes. And it's, it's like, well, you know, y'all don't have to answer calls. And it's like, really? Because we answered calls with y'all. And it's right. like, y'all, you know, like, that's your job. It's like, yes, you're right. It is our job. Um, but like, you know, we, we do a lot of shit and we also don't work near as much as y'all do. Um, you know I mean? But it was like, I mean, we wrecked, we fucking wrecked shit. If we didn't have at least one pursuit and one use of force report a week, like that was a bad week. It was just one and one. Yeah. Um, there was times where we were turning in a pursuit and a use of force report a day. <laughs> and my lieutenant was just like, God damn, we're f- like, we're fucked. And I was like, why? <laughs> like, you got FOP? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, we're good, baby. Yeah. Like, as long as you're like, doing it right. I mean, yeah, we're following policy ish. You know, our <laughs> policies, our pursuit policy is vague. Yeah. I mean, we boxed a fucking car in, in a parking lot. She backed into my, you know, partner's car. Cause I pinched her, you know, we pinched her in and then, you know, maybe her window got busted out. I don't know how, you know, but <laughs> you know, I mean, she, fucking, she tried to run us over. I mean, you know, the pen is mightier yeah. than the sword, my friend. I'm, yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, people were like, Oh my God, I can't believe y'all did that. And we we're like, why? They're not going to get mad. And we called the boss and was like, hey, man, we just did this. And he was like, did you get her? Yeah. Anybody get hurt? No. Did y'all get any dope? Yeah. All right. Good job. Yeah. I mean, just- yeah, I mean, it's the thing is like we pushed the envelope so much that they didn't, <clears throat> you know, people are like, oh, my God, you can't do that. And we're like, well, we just did. I mean, you can. You just got to be tactful about it. Absolutely. Just, just do it the right way. Yeah. I mean, there's. You know, um, there's, you know, like when you run somebody through through NCIC and it, it pops up that they're on probation and you can search them with reasonable suspicion or uh, search without cause or anything like that. Right. You know, we found a state law. I can't remember what it is. My boys got it printed out because people were questioning us and we'd like busted out like the freaking, you know, Bill of Rights. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we'd be like, state law says we can. Uh, so I mean, we were searching the shit out of people based off a of reasonable suspicion or probable cause, you know, or, or search without cause. Right. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's another thing. Um, you know, what do y'all have a policy or is it a kind of unwritten thing about like asking people consent to search? Right. You know, we, we, you know, I've heard people say, oh, you know, they got to be free to go before you ask them for consent. Like, no, they don't. No. Well, he's in handcuffs. You can't ask him for consent. Okay. Tell me, find where it says that. And, and, you know, I will stop doing that. Right. And, um, you know, it's like, there's so many people that err on the side of caution. And, uh, the last time I checked when the dude ran from me, he wasn't erring on the side of caution. Right. You know, he blew that red light at 90 miles an hour. Yeah. We've had guys where, you know, it just looks looks sketchy, but you're not actually, uh, you know, seeing anything in the car. And you just ask him, be like, hey, man, can I search the car? And, you know, the motherfucker says yes. 
and he, you know, steps out of the car and a baggie just falls <laughs> right there on the ground in front of you. Like yeah. you, never know, you never know when it, you know, when you get, it doesn't take much to get peewed from a lot of stuff. And, Bro, this one cat, I searched him and searched him and searched him. And it was four or five stops I searched him. Nothing. Maybe find a pipe. Um, you know, or those butane torches. Because mm. everybody lights their cigarettes with a fucking butane torch. No. Um, yeah, flick my bick, okay? Yeah. Um, but, man, he, we freaking stopped him on the left of center. I asked him for consent. He said, yeah, I reached right up underneath his dash, pulled a magnetic box out, 54 grams of meth. I seized his truck. I seized, I, I took everything he had. Fuck. Um, you know, off of consent, 90, probably 95% of our cases were consent. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, because they think they're good. They're like, oh, they're going to find it. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had a handful of canine alerts and, um, you know, a handful of probable calls, but, but 95% of them were consent. Um, but you know, I mean, going off, we fucking go off on rabbit holes and we say we're not going to, and we write it down and I got a pen, I got the freaking page you sent me pulled up on my computer. Like, I think, you know, going back to, to being that changes, you know, be, be tactful about it. If you talk, if your supervisor says, no, don't do that. Yeah. And you ask them why not? And they say, because we've always done it that way. Dude. Fuck that guy. Yeah. It's time for him to retire. Like, hang your shit up and go home, bro. Because and there's some people like that that are holding back you know, positive change change like that. Everybody knows uh that person or a couple of persons at their department that just uh they always talk about like the I call it the countdown. They're like, yeah. Oh man, I got three years left. I'm just gonna keep my nose down and burp, burp. Yeah. I'm just like, well, you know what? Uh, you know, the rest of us <clears throat> technically, you know, still have 20 years fucking left. Um, yeah. You know the, uh, the the stuff that you're afraid to do um, is actually what makes this shit fun. Yeah. I, and I mean, I know that's not the most professional word, or you're not, you know, you're not gonna see that on some. But like, let's be honest, like. And that's that's part of like the positive change because we, I mean, since um, basically Ferguson, we've been like in a in a downhill. Like the the pendulum has been going uh, away from us, against us. Um, where now, I think it's coming back. Um, that's what it is. It's doing the fun stuff. Not, I mean, obviously not stuff that will get you on the news, like in a bad yeah. way. Uh, like, you know, as long as you're within like policy and the law, but uh, you know, it's time to get back to, and even <laughs> I've been seeing stuff where, um, you know, in some of the uh, kind of more like West Coast liberal cities, like you even have junkies that are like, bro, the crime's bad. <laughs> you're, like, you're, like, you're like, whoa, you're like, whoa, wait, 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 what? Like, who just said that? The it's dude's like, got the needle hanging out from between his toes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the or duplex is like, yeah. They're stealing my fucking. You know, I had three M yeah. Ms and now I have one. You know, like, yeah, it's out of hand. Uh, when even the criminals are hating the criminals. <laughs> ah! Yeah, it's wild. 
you know, you've got what what state was it? It was one up north, you know, in, in the the what New England area, who mm. was like, we're not going to stop cars for simple traffic infractions, bro. You, you know how, how many? Catch, that's how you catch everything. Yeah, you know how many wanted people, stolen vehicles, uh, guns, dope, money, like you yeah. name it, off of a tag light. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know how many old women I've stopped off the of tag lights? A lot. Oh, yeah. Well, then it's nothing. And sometimes you just have nights like that where you just like, it's like, hey, man, we're, you know, we're just going to, you know, be a slave to the radio. Fucking, you know, hold your nut. Right. And, and from like 11 to 3, everything that's moving. Because, I mean, dude, it's so easy to left the center, over the fog line, some light on the somewhere. Yeah, well, yeah, window tent. Um, too closely. Have you read the way? Uh, Bro, it is two I sentences. I don't think I've read the whole thing for South Carolina. Hang on. I've got my computer. All right. I'm a nerd. <laughs> Just call me a fucking nerd. I'm in my computer right now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, while, while, while you're looking that up, so we, uh, it was one of those nights, <clears throat> and I think. I think uh, my partner that night stopped. Uh, there was like no tag light, or it was probably no tag light. Yeah. Stops this guy. Uh, smells like weed. There was three other. There's three guys in the car. Um, you know, asked him to step out for the search, and we try to ID everybody. And this one dude is just like really, really pushing back. Um, not getting physical or anything. He's like, man. Y'all can't tell me to get out of the car. Y'all can't make, you know, and we're just throwing. Uh, yes, sir. I believe it's called Marion V. Wilson. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah it's like, <laughs> like, it's like, bro, we literally read street cops like every day. So, yeah. Get, so, and we get him out and he, he, he ends up in the back of my partner's car while we talk to the reasonable people in the car. Find a little bit of weed, whatever. We don't even, like, for the, for the simple possession, we don't even really mess with that. It's just like, hey, yeah. we're going to. We have a certain code where, you know, however we clear up from the stop, like we're going to take it to play, whatever. Um, you mean put it in the ditch? Oh, so, sorry. Yeah, you can't do that. You need to put it in evidence, okay? Everybody be good police. Put it in and they'll burn it properly. And yeah. Yeah. Do not throw it in the nearest ditch. Right. So this guy gives us like five, I think we went through like five or six names. Oh, it's not coming back. Like we're able to pull up, you know, DMV on the laptops and we're looking at, you know, we're looking at, uh, you know, through DMV in South Carolina, some of them have, they'll show you the picture. Not all of them will, but some of them you can. So then the second, like the last one he gives us before we actually get his real name was like his brother or whatever. I was like, dude, that guy's fat. This dude's, you know, he's like just a little skinny, like, I don't know. He looks like he's in middle school or something, but he ended up being like, I don't know, 22, 23. <clears throat> and, uh, and we had, for some reason, we were kind of beating around the tactic of, um, you know, looking at, you know, credit cards on the person or anything where a name would be on it. Or, and I don't know why we were kind of leaning away from that. Cause we we're just, we had time that night, I think. So we we're just kind of letting him like dig his hole. It's like, Hey bro. Like, yeah, 
literally, if you just give me your name and nothing comes back, we're literally going to let you go. We're just going to take your little knot of weed that you can easily go buy for 20 bucks, like right down the road, like again, like, come on. So finally he like runs the name (laughs) and I forget how we found the birth date. So we run this guy and it's like, Oh yeah, he's, uh, (laughs) wanted for attempted murder and like something else out of the low country. And like me and my partner looking at each other, we're like, well, no shit. So <laughs> he's like, man, that's crazy. I didn't even know about that. And blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wait, so you didn't know about shooting a house in the low country? Like you forgot, you forgot about that. Or you just yeah. you didn't <laughs> get caught. Like you didn't get identified or whatever. So he, he plays dumb or whatever. And we take him down there and, uh, bro, the fuck the marshals were looking for this guy. So Hell my, yeah. my partner gets a call from the marshals like the next day. He's like, Hey, did you get so-and-so? And they're like, yeah, like I locked him up last night. They're like, they're like, what do you mean you locked him up? Like you just locked him up, you know, expecting like he would like fight, you know, he had a, his, his NCIC warning was very large. Like yeah. <laughs> armed and dangerous, will fight like, but yeah. every like caution you can put in in CIC. Every, when your dispatch is like, is your uh, radio secure? And you're like, negative. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, <laughs> like, like oh, yeah. they don't even tell you. They're just like, put them in cuffs now. Put them, put them in yeah. cuffs now. <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, the marshals had called them and then they were freaking out for a little bit because he like wasn't in our jail. And then like Triple P from another uh, county came and got him and they're like, oh God. And, but all of that was off a little tag light. And that's, yep. that's, the, that's the fun part. That's, I don't yep. know. For me, that's kind of the, the positivity that you can put in the job. I think, I mean, man, you know, going with that, um, hell, dude, we were doing a license check one night. Old boy pulls up the license check. He's from like Bro, traveling or something like that. We get a chase for every single one we do. It doesn't matter where it is in the county, if it's in the city, if we're doing with highway. Somebody's gonna come around the corner and be like, and "You're like, hey, buddy, come in." Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah we're going. We're getting in a pursuit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My man pulls up. He's loaded down with scrap metal, and like, dude, this is like one o'clock in the morning. You know, you're like, what the fuck is like, all right, meth head. You know. Yeah. Look in the back. It's got a bunch of copper in it. We're like, hey, man, you got your uh, non-ferrous metal you know permit yeah the permit you have to get from the sheriff's office and the only people that get it are criminals <laughs> yeah and he was like uh no <laughs> why don't you hop out so we pull him out man like we're like all right man well you're under arrest for transportation of non-ferrous metal hook him up freaking meth suspended license got a warrant like you know all the things yeah who who in their right fucking mind looks in the back of the truck, sees a fucking piece of copper, and it wasn't like a little piece of copper or, you know, like a little piece of wire. Like, it was a shit ton of copper. Mm-hmm. And is like, hey, man, why don't you step out uh, and show me that metal permit? Like, dude, we're dirty. Like, we're dirty, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, high patrols looking for junk for drunks, and we're over here locking people up for transportation of non-ferrous metal. <laughs> you know, uh, another one we were on, uh, this is actually recently, dude is i'm an unmarked car and i'm headed to this license check and dude in front of me is pissed drunk 
Um, and I know, like, he's driving right for this license check. So I'm just letting him go. Like, I'm not going to stop him. You know, I'm going to let him drive up to this thing. He drives up to it. I go around. I park. And I was like, get him out. He's 1055. Or, you know, I think – I don't know if that's y'all's, but that's our 10 code for for drunk. Yep. Um, and the trooper's like, yeah, okay, affirmative. You know, trooper's like, hey, sir, why don't you step out? Dude's drunk. He's not you – know, I'm not getting out. Why did that car go around the license check? He was like, because that's a deputy. He was like, go ahead and step out. So I step out of it. He looks at me and, you know, like sizes me up and was like, nope, not this guy. Um, <laughs> you know, and then like they open the door and there's a fucking gun in the door pocket. Uh, yep. Dude, and, man. you know, it's like our 10 code for gun is 1059, you know, mm-hmm. so they're 1059. So the trooper looks down at it grabs it hands it to me i unload it and now we're like he's like hey sir get out of the car hey sir will you please get out of the car and man i come from the mindset of ask make tell you know or or no excuse me ask tell make yeah (laughs) yeah yeah we've hit ask and we've hit tell yeah so i kind of nonchalantly move this trooper to the side i go behind the seat and like scoop this dude up his feet are dangling as I'm pulling him out of the car. <laughs> and there is no field sobriety. There is no nothing. He is straight in handcuffs, DUI, unlawful carry. You know? Yeah. Like, Sometimes listen, like that, man. do not, like, my boy Mejia, he's one of our canine handlers. I fucking love him to death, but, like, he throws case law out on traffic stops and shit. Like, people know what he's talking about. It's like he's narrating for the camera. He's like, because Pennsylvania v. Mim says you get the fuck out of this car. <laughs> and, you know, I'm like, I don't think it really matters what you tell him. Like, he just snatches his ass out. Yeah. <laughs> fuck it. Like, hey, sir, uh, get out of the car. Oh, you're not going to get out of the car? All right. How about unlock that door? Oh, you're not going to unlock that door? I'll unlock it for you. <laughs> like, you know? Um, but, it, you know, it, it's... It's shit like that. Like, you know, I was taught that a fucking passenger doesn't have to identify themselves. You know, mm. they haven't broken any law or they are not part of the investigation of the traffic stop. They don't have to. But mm. guess what? I can fucking make them. You know, like, yeah, obviously you stop a car for speeding. The, the passenger has nothing to do with the speed of the motor vehicle. Yeah, but it's like, all right, well, you know, I smell marijuana in the car, or I see marijuana in the car. Well, guess what? Now that passenger has to identify themselves. Yeah. Um, man, I've done this before. Hey, man, you don't have your seatbelt on. Let me get your driver's license. Now they're part of the they're part of the traffic stop. Yeah. But you got supervisors where you're like. Oh, hey, man, uh, he won't give me his ID. Oh, well, you know, just uh, don't worry about it then. Well, yeah, if I had fucking warrants for attempted murder, I wouldn't give you my ID either. Yeah. No. Those, are usually, those are usually the ones. If, usually if they're a little resistant about it, that's usually how it goes. Yeah. All right, so I have found it. 56-5-1920. No, excuse me, 1930. Following too closely. The operator of a motor vehicle shall not follow another motor vehicle more closely than is reasonable and prudent. 
having due regard for the speed of such vehicles and the traffic upon and the conditions of the highway. (laughs) Yeah, I think um, the last one I had, and it's just kind of, I don't know, sometimes when I read stuff from other states, like, that's what gets stuck. That's what gets stuck in my head. I got to make sure I filter that out when I'm at work. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I was watching one. It was probably one of the street things they're talking about. Oh well, in the state of whatever, it's got to be three car lengths or whatever, which yeah. is the equivalent of like phone pole to phone pole, or you know something. So he gave them whatever their detailed yeah. explanation is in whatever state that was. I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, falling too closely, it's pretty pretty easy. But I mean, there's there's some stuff in South Carolina that they, you know, for as shitty as the uh, specifically the DUI law is in South Carolina. Oh God Almighty! There's other stuff that it's like they hand it to you, and it's yeah. like it's like eh, it's like all right. Hey, I was doing a straight up interdiction stop. Um, Man, I'm sitting you know, perpendicular to the highway, mm-hmm. watching traffic, and this car in the number one lane, fast lane, you know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Just like soon as she sees me, freaking jams on the brakes. <laughs> like yeah. nobody else slams on brakes but her. Yeah. And I was like, all right, there we go. What up? <laughs> yeah. Me and you about to have a conversation. Yeah. I freaking get in behind her. It's like a Georgia dealer tag. And I know you don't probably see those as much as we do being closer to the state line, but like, bro, I ain't never seen anything like this for my life. Uh-huh. And like, I run it. My dispatch is like, you know, it's not on file. We're not getting it back. You know, check your letters, bro. I'm running it. And I'm like, well, try the zero as a fucking Q, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. Try it as a D. Um, well then my buddy who's got the canine is, is a mile down the road from me. Um, <clears throat> and he's like, go ahead with the window tent. I don't know if you've read the window tent law, but if you think it is darker than 27%, you can put it on the side of the road. Yeah. So I was like, sure. Freaking cut my lights on, put her on the shoulder. Hey, you know, deputy Parker and with the sheriff's office, reason why I stopped you. Uh, number one, your window tent looks a little too dark. Number two, I can't get your tag to come back out. She's like, oh, it's a it's a dealer tag. And I was like, oh, is I mean, it out of Georgia? It should still come back to something. I was like, is it out of Georgia? And she's like, yeah, I work for a car dealership, and this is my car I drive. And I was like, okay, well, you know, so she hands me the registration or whatever. I end up, we end up figuring it out. We end up, you know, getting it to come back or whatever. Um. But, you know, it's like red flags after red flags after red flags. And all she's doing is she's visiting in-laws who live close to the, you know, county line and then coming into our county to go shopping. Hmm. Um, you know, just screamed every red flag I needed. But it's like window yeah. Yeah. My partner says the windows look too dark. You know, it's you read our tip wall. That is correct. Yeah. You know, if you have some of these people who have Sometimes are stuck get- in their ways, they're like, oh, we can't stop for window tent because we don't have a window tent meter. Okay, read the law. It does not say, you know, you can charge them if you have a window tent meter. 
Right. Um, you know, I mean, what, what it's, it's, but that's the thing. That's what makes like you and me and, and my, my partners and, you know, your partners is what makes us different is we are the ones who are out here on our free time reading law, reading case law, you know, looking up street cop training, man, I'm not trying to suck their dick or anything like that, but dude, street cop training is probably one of the best things that's happened to law enforcement. I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely the hot shit right now. You know, I mean, it's definitely. <clears throat> there's nothing out there or, or has been out there like it. I, I mean, dude, you look at the South Carolina police Academy is like, this is speeding. This is a seatbelt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, not like, it's, it's in that voice too. <laughs> yeah. 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 This production of the South Carolina Criminal Justice Academy. Yeah, and it's you know, it's fucking boring. Yeah. But like they don't teach you they don't really teach you anything valid. Yeah. And well, I, I think, think that's they, uh, well I don't, I don't think they um man, what is it? Because I do enjoy uh, I mean, not all of them, obviously, but I, <laughs> I, I respect um, trying to get like the cross reference of, you know, there's uh, there's judges and attorneys that work or are at least like associate instructors at the South Carolina Criminal Justice Academy. Yeah. Which I, which I think is good. But yeah. there's, a lot of, there's a lot of stuff where a, a lot of like continued like online training that we do that um, it's like they get too it's too heavy on the lawyer type side it's like this is i need to know how to stop bad guys and lock up bad guys and then we can have argument in court i'm not arguing you know i'm not arguing with the lawyer on the side of the road yeah Um, and that's that's the thing too like man if you stop you know gangbanger or you know, one of our big gangs is IGD. It's a white prison gang. Mm-hmm. Same gangster disciple. You know, we have our little local shit, you know, wannabe hood gangs, and you got the IGD and stuff like that. You stop these damn gangbangers with a gun, you might not convict them on, of unlawful carry or, you know, convict them of that possession of a weapon by a uh, violent offender. But you got that gun off the street. You potentially stopped a shooting, and they're not coming to get their gun back because they can't. They're prohibited. No, you know, like, yeah, I don't care if I don't get a conviction, but I potentially save somebody's life, and I got a gun off the street. Yeah, no, I think that's a good, a good thing that um, to kind of like bring positivity to the, to the work side of it and the internal side of it is like being realistic about what a win is. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be like a home run every fucking time. It's not going to be pounds of drugs, you know, after a fucking chase. And it's definitely – like we, yes, usually no drugs because they've thrown them out the window at 105 miles an hour. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and 
we have a good relationship with the with an attorney's office here that um the like the attorneys have actually like come to the sheriff's office and put on presentations of um you know for certain things for uh, yeah. usually it's uh dv which is a big or, or dui related stuff they're like hey mm-hmm. like and they're on and they are on they're not arrogant attorneys where they <clears> think <throat> because they're attorneys they fucking know better and this is the way and blah 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 and it's like no man like an attorney's job is a completely different side of the judicial system yeah from, yep. from me so you need to know and respect both sides of it um yeah so i, I mean i think that's a good part of it too and, um and I mean, like here here's another thing like don't be too prideful don't be like well you know my trafficking case 54 grams of meth i've got him dead to rights charge him with trafficking seize his truck you know take i take all his shit his freaking lawyer calls me and was like hey man um you want to work a deal out you know i'm like sure what what you got you know you tell me and and i'll tell you and he was like listen um what if we do uh we we knock it down from trafficking to possession with intent to distribute which in the state of south carolina is possession with intent to distribute is anything greater than a gram up to 10 grams and then anything greater than 10 grams uh 10 grams or greater is trafficking um in in methamphetamine um you know i he was like what if we do pwid possession one cent and distribute uh you keep the truck and he pleads guilty and gets probation you know time served plus probation you know i consider that a win i took my man's truck he's gonna have a conviction on his record for pwid i got 54 grams of of meth off the street um and a ton of meth I'm gonna get him again. Oh yeah, he's gonna he's gonna do it. And guess what? Look, he's gonna be looking at Pwid second. Yeah, he's already. Uh, you got to get those convictions on the front end, man. Like people, you know. And that was a case I made three months ago, and he's already convicted. That's a win. Yeah. It's a win. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yes, it looks it looks good to get that trafficking, but man, when would that case go to trial? In three years. Oh, yeah. You know, the truck belongs to the sheriff's office. He's convicted of possession with intent to distribute, and he's on probation right now. Yeah. Boom. I mean, you know, positive. Big win. Yeah. So we've been talking about just internal stuff the whole time. Um, so this other – the other side of this. So we kind of had, like, the, uh, you know, the positive change towards uh, – or with the public and then mm-hmm. versus internal. Mm-hmm. Bro. So give me your uh, kind of community outreach, you know, elevator <sighs> right here. Because <laughs> this can go. Bro, this is like the worst. Um, and it's hard. And some of them get it it's really campy. And it's like, it's like, okay, are we, are we talking about the D.A.R.E. program? Are we talking about the, you know, hug effect? <laughs> are we talking about, um, you know, uh, you know, doing or not doing a TikTok while you're in uniform? Like, what the fuck yeah. are you talking about? You know, um, to me, like, there's uh, there's a million different ways you can go about it, and that's the thing is what works in my area is not going to work in your area. Right. Um, and I don't you think know, people I mean, 
support Stan because they're like, oh, you know, all, all cops are bastards and blah, blah. I'm like, bro, like even within South Carolina, we police different uh, from, I mean, damn near county to county. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent, man. hundred percent. I mean, you'll have a little similarities with the ones kind of next to you or who you partner with the most. Um, but then, cause there, we had something day where we had, uh, some lawyer out of Columbia and, uh, you know, CPD in Richland County do stuff a certain way. And right. as you, you know, as you go out from the population centers, be that close to Charlotte, Greenville, Spartanburg, uh, you know, Charleston, Myrtle Beach. There's a lot of there's a lot of rural in South Carolina that people don't even think about because they just think it's so small and podunk and poor and blah blah blah. Um, yeah. I but, mean, what's I know y'all have a large area. Yeah, uh, I know your county's a lot bigger than ours, but I'm mean, like population wise, like what are y'all sitting at? We're in the sixties, bro. Okay, yeah, like we're in we're in the seventies. Uh, yeah, so 60s. So, like, ours is, you know, they'll try to make, and this kind of goes across the board, and this is a really, like, super simple example for people. Okay, so williams Bryce Stadium, where the Gamecocks play, holds, it's in the 80s. Um, yeah, four, I think, or, like, 88, most they ever put in it. Yeah, like, over 80,000 people. So, one stadium in Richland County holds more people than my entire County. Yeah. Across, uh, I want to say it's like, it's like approximately 740 square miles. Yeah. We're like four sixty two ish, something like that. Yeah. You know, um, it's like, what the, what the fuck? How are you even comparing this? And I, yeah. I had what a yeah, I had a good conversation with the old school Richland guy, and he was like, "Dude, it's apples and oranges, and it's really unfair that some people try to do that, and even some deputies that go back and forth, um, it's just un- it's just kind of unfair. It doesn't even, but people don't get that. Yeah, and they don't get to like across a county, everything is so different. I think with smaller cities like." With like cities that are towns, I mean, you know, shit. I mean, we really don't even have this. Greenwood is considered a city, but I mean, it's you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but you know, small towns across your county, like you can't police in '96, uh, which has a department of like five. Dude, mm-hmm. no shit, they have more SROs than they have people working the road. Oh god, um, you can't do that, and you know, the same way as you do in Greenwood City. Uh, where Shoals, one of the, the another, it's just a training ground while Where Shoals is like you come for two years, you get certified, you go somewhere else. Yeah. You know, they can't, they can't police uh, the way that Greenwood City does or the way 96 does. Like when we go up there and do like saturation and Where Shoals, like dude, we shut the town down in 30 minutes. Like I'm talking like the street lights turn into caution lights. You know, <laughs> Like they're like, we ain't fucking with the county. Um, yeah, but it's you know our our neighbor, you know Abbeville. They they don't like the sheriff's like we ain't stopping people from no speeding. Like we ain't writing no speeding tickets. You know, like that's for the highway patrol to do. And it's like, 
dude, proactive policing is like that's going to be the difference. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think I think changing proactive policing too. Um, you know, man. To be honest with you, I haven't wrote a speeding ticket in probably two months. Um, and it's just because, like, I changed my mindset. You know, I went from I'm gonna write as I'm gonna write more tickets than anybody at the sheriff's office to I'm gonna make more directed stops. Yeah. You know, freaking Susie Sullivan, who's a you know, 65 year old grandmother of 12. <clears throat> does she need a speeding ticket? No. Does, you know, James, the 16 year old who just got his driver's license, does he need a speeding ticket? No. Like, I think you can have a more positive impact on somebody by pulling them over, having a short conversation with them, and saying, like, oh, you know, hey, I'm Deputy Parker, I'm with Sheriff's Office. You know, reason why I stopped you is, uh, you know, I got you on radar at 70 and a 55. You know, is there any reason for the hurry? Uh, you know, I don't know, man. I just wasn't paying attention. You know, I was on the phone with my mom or, you know, whatever. Uh, I got to take a shit. I mean, that's my favorite one. <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh, cool. Like, you know, I got it. Well, you know, like, let's watch our speed. Uh, I'm just going to write you a warning, okay? Like, like no points or fines. Uh, we just need to make sure to watch your speed. Dude, you can watch their mood change. Yeah. Explaining, explaining, um, and you got to know, you have to know how to say it different to different people. You're just talking about working different parts of the county. Yeah. Uh, in every, in every county is, is like that, by the way. Um, so, you know, if there's one part of the county where you can cuss a motherfucker out. Oh, another, yeah. <laughs> and there's another part of the county where, like, you better not even say a curse word and you better, like, you know, it, like your conversation is almost like a, like a presentation in school. Yeah. Um, yep. But you can, if you know what the fuck you're doing, you can say the same thing both ways. Right. And I know with us, um, a lot of our traffic stuff uh, is more focused around wherever, uh, you know, accidents and deaths are. That's how we, yep. that's, how, that's how we explain it to the public. And you I mean, we have a, a positive response from the public with that. And we recently did a um, kind of a, a countywide saturation with, um, you know, we brought people uh, that, that were off, like we paid OT, highway patrol was in here, transport police was in here, um, you know, and we, it, I mean, it was, it was very productive. Yeah. And, and I, so, so productive where we've already lined one up for, next month um, oh, nice. and, and, and you know we've got the same the same players um and it might be even more dialed in it's like hey you know i mean the way we did it i mean i i had you know my partner i usually work on shift with and then we have a reserve a super motivated reservist um and we just kind of you know three amigos you know certain areas it's like hey we're stopping you know we're going to be on we're going to be on us one between you know this this five mile stretch right here, and you just you just fuck it up. Yep. Um, but and we really don't get a lot of uh, like. I mean, I got out of all my traffic stops here. There's only been like one where like 
the dude was fucking yelling at me. I was like, hey, boss, I literally I literally told you what I pulled you over for. I'm not being an asshole. Um, all I want is your license so I can write the proper thing on here for your warning ticket. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, calm down, bro. I'm not giving you a... But, I mean, most of the time I'd be like, hey, I stopped you for this. This is what's going on. Like... I don't know. I think it's really about how you um, how you talk to people, and I've always been of um, I don't know, kind of the just kind of the mindset that like your mouth can get you in and out of more than anything. Oh man! Like when I started going to interdiction schools, like to me, I think everybody should go through them. I don't care if you are proactive or not. Like. Like, if you aren't proactive, it'll make you a little more proactive. If you are proactive, that'll be all you want to do. Um, <clears throat> dude, you know how many people I put in my front seat to talk to them and give them warnings? All of them. Yeah. I'm like, hey, you know, you might step out of the vehicle. Um, and they're like, yeah, sure. You know, you get them out and you're like, ah, if you'll just have a seat in the front of my car, um, you know, I'll knock this warning out for you. And they're like, oh, fuck, he's giving me a warning. You know, and they're like, yeah, I'll hop in the front seat. And you're damn like running their shit on the computer and like talking to dispatch. You're like, yeah, you know, where are you coming from? You know, where you live? Oh, okay. Like, yeah, man. You know, and like you hand them, you know, like, okay, well, here's your warning. Like, have a good day. And they're like, oh, yeah, you have a good day too, man. Like, you know, like you leave best friends. I think the biggest thing, I think the biggest thing, like literally just towards the public. I mean, people can think of all these little fucking programs and, hey, we want to have an SRO in every single school. And well, yeah, I mean, which is great. I grew up with that, so I don't, yeah. it's not even a thing. It's not even a thing to me. Um, it's not even a, a discussion when all that kind of shit came up. Uh, I think it was after Sandy Hook when that really started catching steam. I was like, motherfucker, I grew up with that. Yeah, um, just, just um, proving to people that you're not an asshole is like literally the, the that's like that's it. Like that's it in a nutshell. Like, yeah, for, for being the positive change of the public, just prove to them that you're not an asshole yeah and i think too i mean you know know, prove that you're not an asshole and always have that motherfucking body cam on oh god dude bro love that thing i don't even care like oh if i cut the motherfucker out with my body camera on and they're like he was a dick and they'll watch my body camera and be like yeah he was a fucking asshole but like he had a reason to be an asshole to you yeah because you did Uh, you, you did this this and this and dude, there has been, oh, oh. And, and I've heard of this happen in other places, and and I verified it very shortly after I got uh, where I'm at now. And there was somebody that came in and like they got a meeting, like a sit down meeting with the sheriff in his office about a interaction with an officer, and he's like played the body cam like in front of them, and they're like, oh well, you told me you did this, this, and this, but like. You know, and it's like it's like uh, it's like that stupid show, like Maori. It's like you are the father, and they just fucking freak out, yeah. <laughs> bro. It's oh, like yeah. and he, he, the sheriff is literally he's like, get the fuck out of my office. Like, yeah, don't, we've you had- lie, don't you lie to me, and don't you lie about my people again? Because the cameras are rolling all the time, and you you're not getting the Academy Award today, buddy. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, we had some girl. Like, like teenage girl, you know, just had her driver's license. 
tell her grandmother or mother, I think it was mother, you know, like how much of an asshole this cop was to her, you know, one of our deputies. And like, mother, you know, mother comes up here raising hell, like, you know, whatever. And it's basically, you know, like this girl got a speeding ticket and she was, she was basically blaming the deputy for her getting a speeding ticket. Well, I don't know about y'all's in-car cameras, but our radars are linked to our in-car cameras. Mm-hmm. It'll actually show the speed and all of that. It'll show the, you know, target speed, patrol speed, you know, lock speed, like everything on the camera. Right. Bro, I'm talking about that little girl. I felt bad for her because I know her mother beat her ass. <laughs> like, I mean, she probably needed it. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Um, she probably needed it, man. But I think, you know, I, to me, like, I don't know how your academy class went on, like, traffic stop week, but, like, traffic stop week was, like... Dude, ours was... Oh, ours was a shit show. So I was 661. Okay. 661. And... 642. Yeah, so it was, dude, tra- like, I did not like it. It, like they taught it so bad that I was really turned off by even like running traffic. For, I was like, man, like I'm just going to be good at, you know, responding to calls. You know, I'll get really good at like prosecuting DVs. You know, I'll yeah. try to get, I'll try to get on SWAT or something, or maybe I'll get a hookup on a special unit or work my way into a special unit and they'll show me, show me some stuff. But I was like, I was like, dude, tra- I was like running traffic. I was like, this is for the fucking birds. That's how bad mm-hmm. they ran it. Uh, I mean, like the very first, so like the biggest, the biggest, um, like the biggest saying to come out of like, there's no such thing as a routine traffic stop. Like how many times, you know, how many times have you heard that in the Academy voice? Jesus Christ. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, okay, it's like, okay, that's true. Um, out on the road when you're, when you're teaching in, in, when you're teaching anything, you have to have like a baseline. Yeah, we were not taught like a baseline. It's like, hey, bro, like, okay, first day, you know, that we're gonna practice traffic stops, and you're out there on the on the fucking asphalt, you know, on the drive down to the range or whatever, and like, literally, just they wouldn't even let the whole class like practice one, you know, quote normal traffic stop, the one that's like right. old lady that didn't turn on a turn signal that was speeding or whatever. Um, or going under the speed limit and impeding traffic. But, um, yeah, they, they, there was no baseline. I was like, have y'all ever taught, have y'all ever instructed, like, anything ever? Like, especially for somebody that's, like, brand new. This isn't some advanced course or challenge or whatever. Like, go up to the car, state your name, tell them why you stopped them, ask them for their fucking driver's license, proof of insurance, uh, and registration, you run it. Everything is clear. Here's your warning. Here's a citation. Like we didn't even do that. Yeah, it was. You're getting shot in the face. Yeah, it was like or, yeah. the dude has like five handcuff keys on him and somehow gets out of yeah. your back seat, even though there was nothing to compute from stop to him in your back seat. You're just like, okay, you're arresting him for whatever, and you put him in. It's yeah, like, what? It's like you forgot to put your hand on the trunk, you know, and like dude pops out with a fucking minigun. Which is an absolute yeah. technique. Yeah. yeah. It's and mows you down. And it's like, 
you know, they never teach passenger side approach. Nope. They teach how to hold a conversation. You know, it's strictly, you know, like you said, state your, you know, what what's the line on, you know, on your like narrative. You know, I advise them my, you know, uh, name department reason for the stop. Right. Uh, you know, it's like, hey, I'm, you know, deputy, deputy Duffy, you know, the reason why I stopped you is you're going seven, you know, 64 to 55. Uh, you guys are license registration proof insurance and you sit there, they hand you all three, you walk back to your car, you know, you either run it through dispatcher or on your MDT, you freaking, you know, either, man, I went from report beam where I like scan all my shit and print tickets to now I have to handwrite them again. And like, I'm hating life anyway. Really? But like, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Do you not, do you have report beam and all that shit? Yeah. Bro, I'm in an unmarked car in investigations. I'm not even supposed to do traffic stops, okay? Oh, uh, well. I'm still a proactive investigator. <laughs> <laughs> so, like... So many inside jokes. Keep going. Yeah, listen. <laughs> you'll get there one day. You'll be in my <laughs> shoes, and you'll be like, fuck, Parker was right. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, we had a... Okay, another rabbit hole. So, there was a... <laughs> there's been, like, a... a I don't know, a lot of promotions, a lot of people moving around the department, whatever. And there there was opening in, in like regular investigations, CID, not NARC or anything special. Yeah. And uh, they were trying to recruit somebody back in an investigator before, but like had gone to the road and whatever. They're like, well, you already know this, this, and that, blah, blah. He's like, no, nah, man, fucking, you know, fucking Aaron and some other people like, you know, you got plenty of people that are good at it, like right there. And like, even though like I have some tools to be a decent investigator, that's never been like my name was getting brought up in conversations for this, where I've I've never showed any interest in going to investigations ever. Right. Never. And I was like, man, these motherfuckers are speaking this shit. And I had, you know, I got the I got the chief. I got number two. Number two in the county. He's like. It's like, hey, Aaron, so you're going to put in for investigations? Fuck no, chief. Yeah. Yeah. Daddy wants to do goon shit. I'm not going over there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, until the sheriff's like, hey, Aaron, look at your new desk. And you're like, what? Fuck. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, like I said, seen him in my position, I told him, I was like, all right, man, I'm doing this for the betterment of the department. Like, you know. But like, Look at first motherfucker stop stopping cars. Like, I'm crawling that ass, and he's like, "Man, you do what you do." I was like, "All right," <laughs> you know. Um, but it's, you know, I think, you know, if you just teach somebody, like you said, give them a good baseline. You know, like, I don't fucking care, man. I put people in my front seat. I fucking lean in their windows and talk to them, like. If you watch me on a traffic stop and you're fresh out of the academy, you'll be like, this dude's been killed 12 times. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. They're like over vigilant. Yeah. And it's like, no, nah, man, like you walk up to this motherfucker. Like, obviously you're looking like when I'm in a window, I'm looking for everything. You know, I'm looking for where their hands are. I'm looking for weapons where weapons are commonly hidden. You know, I am being very cautious but i'm also being very calm 
because you have freaking, you know, Deputy Doofy who comes out of nowhere who's like, he's fucking digging. You know, get the fuck out of the car. And you're like, dude, shut up. You know, yeah. like everything's cool. And then like next thing you know, like we're fighting the dude for no fucking reason. And like, you know, I've got a bloody nose because Doofy came out of nowhere and escalated the shit out of things. Because he's never learned how to talk to people. Right. And I, I think if we want to be the positive change in, in our communities, you know, our law enforcement community and the community that we work for, and I use that term work for very loosely because the motherfucker that tells me that they pay my paycheck, I want to tell them I do too. Um, you know, like, you know, these are the citizens of my county. Like, it's only the people that say that are people on welfare. Yeah. And, and I'm like, and no, you don't need fucking. Yeah. Yeah. And usually I know they're on welfare. And there have been situations where, you know, maybe it not, might not have been my best, uh, you know, my best body cam. But, <laughs> but there's been some times where I've told me, like, fucking, I'm looking at your food stamps right now. You don't even fucking fuck you. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I definitely I'm like no, bro. You're on welfare. You're not paying shit. But, yeah, I, I have. You know, I think if you if you show that, you know, like if you just show how you know how to fucking talk to people in your department and talk to people around you, you know, like you'll be well respected in law enforcement. You'll be well respected in the street. Um, you know, and I got fucking not really CIs when I was on crew, but you know, like I'd pull these motherfuckers over and I'd be like, get out and hop in my front seat. And, you know, I pull them over for a traffic infraction. I'm just not stopping them to fucking stop them. But, you know, I'd be like, Hey man, what you been up to? Like, Oh, nothing much, man. Like, Hey man, you know, like you're supposed to go over to so-and-so's house and take some pictures of some shit that might be stolen. And they'd be like, man, like it's just been shady over there. You know, like I'm like, Oh man, cool. I understand. Like, you know, I remember, man, we got that deal. Like, like I'm, be, I'm fixing to start writing you a bunch of tickets for driving under suspension. You know, like <laughs> those pile up real quick. Yeah. You know I mean? Next thing you know, you're doing 45 days cause you're driving without a license. Yeah. It's like not even anything fucking big. You know, and it's like, you know, they look at that and they're like, oh, man, fucking Parker's looking after me. You know, like he, you know, he, I got to get this shit done for him. And, you know, like I got people not begging to tell me information because no dopehead's going to beg to tell you shit. But like I got them where I would pull up on somebody else's traffic stop and they would see me and come talk to me. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, like, you got damn, you got damn people who are like, stay in the fucking car, don't get out. And I'm like, hey, man, come over here and holler at me real quick. Yeah, I can't, I can't stand being on a, and there's, I mean, there's, um, usually I try to stay away from those people, or, or I know how to, or, like, try to, and it's usually, like, on an overtime type shift when somebody you don't work with all the time. Yep. I try to preemptively move around that. Um, or either, you know, I'm going to try to get there first or I'm going to, you know, or just make sure I definitely get there second so they can kind of do their fucking approach. Right. Uh, um, and then the, I mean, but 
the the good cop bad cop approach is a real fucking thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like that's definitely that's definitely one thing that like from the movies like that shit's real. And we and I have like, been interviews before. It works. Where the person who I am interviewing said, "I will tell you whatever you want to know as long as he walks out of the room." Yeah, I believe it. You're like, you look over and like, "Fuck you, motherfucker!" Like, I ain't fucking leaving. And I'll be like, "Leave," and they'll be like, "All right, I'll fuck you." Remember that shit. I'm gonna fuck you up when you get out. And then, of course, you know, they go sit on the other side of the room, and we have a fucking 65 inch flat screen TV with surround sound, listening to the whole conversation. You know, like, yeah, fucking dumbasses. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's. And that's the thing, man. Like, I agree. Like, there's people that I don't want to be around. Um, but I have also at least attempted to, like, hand out the olive branch and say, hey, listen, man, like, I will help you be better than what you are. And I'm not saying that I am better than you, but I have a technique that you might not know about. Mm-hmm. So, like, why don't you come ride with me or I'll come ride with you and like, I'll show you how I get this shit. You know, they'll stop 50 fucking cars and not get shit off of it. Be like, how the fuck do you stop two and get dope? And it's like, cause I ask them, you know, and you know what you're looking forward to. Yeah. And I think, you know, when we talk about like, it's, it's just like, this job sucks because we have to worry about ourselves. We have to worry about the people we work with and we have to worry about the people we, we deal with, you know, our quote unquote clientele. Yeah. So there's so many things you have to worry about. Um, so, so let's tie that into, so I'm actually going to, we're going to break this up into a part two. So okay. the, um, and I'll send you a pic of that so we can break this up the right way. So, my little, if you go a little further down, like on the, the bottom half, so holding, holding those around you accountable. So yeah. I think that's into, well, being accountable. So there's like, so when you're saying, you know, being honest with yourself, um, you know, saying, reaching out to somebody, yo, bro, like I've got a better technique for this, do a ride along, whatever. That also comes down to just like personal accountability and just being realistic about like, hey, I suck at this. Uh, Patrick is good at this. Um, how can Patrick help me be good at this? Yeah. Um, so, and, and I think that just makes the, if you're real with yourself and hold yourself accountable, that can, that can be a positive change for you personally. That's just going to make the job easier that it's kind of like, it's almost like a positivity, like fucking snowball. Where one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Like if you get this shit rolling, it it encompasses other things and it makes all this other shit easier. Yeah, because by no means am I a fucking. You know, I am one of the the most humble people you ever meet. I do not think I am great at my job. I there is a shit ton I need to still learn. There's a shit ton I still want to learn. But I know things that I can pass along. Yeah. And if you, what does it do if I hold on to information and I don't tell you? Dude, and that's a big thing in law enforcement is people like they're holding on to the fucking ring like fucking Gollum. They're like, it's their fucking precious. Like they're like, oh, nobody else can have this. They're going to get promoted over me. Or if I teach 
if I teach people this, this, and that, they're gonna leave to a bigger department and all this. And it's like, dude, you can't. So how do you? But so how do you personally try to like push the accountability? So, I mean, like, I definitely, I definitely like, start with myself. I mean, one hundred percent. I, I, I figure out. <clears throat> okay. First interview I ever conducted. I will never forget this dude. Because, like, it was about 45 seconds long. <laughs> like, we had everything laid out, like, slam fucking dunk. Like, put her ass on the fucking burner. Yeah. And we were like, you know, well, how did you buy this car? You know, she's like, it, it, was, a, it was a vehicle that was, had been then swapped, and it was stolen. Um. You know, and this is how we kind of got into this. We got into this huge case about Vin Swap vehicles. Um, but anyway, and, you know, I was like, you know, I was like, so you, she's like, you know, I met, I saw this person on Craigslist, like drove to the other side of Atlanta. I gave him $25,000 cash. Holy shit. And like, you know, we drove home. I was like, okay, what do you do for a living? Oh, I don't work. Oh, so you just have $25,000 laying around. Well, it was, it was COVID relief money. I said, you got $25,000 in COVID relief money? And she looks up at me, and I was like, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll talk to my attorney now. So Bro. tactful. So tactful. <laughs> Shut <That> down. <laughs> so here's what I did. I found online classes on how to do interviews, and I took them. In my own time, uh, they were free classes. If if anybody wants that, you know, let me know, and I'll I'll give it to give it to you, and you can post it wherever. Um, they're free online classes. You get a little certificate and all that shit that you can turn into your training sergeant or lieutenant or whatever you have. Yeah, yeah. Um, I started doing those. I started um, coming into investigations, talking to those guys. I started watching their interviews. Um, I started sitting in on interviews. Uh, I started going around the dope boys, you know, the drug unit guys, watching their interviews, sitting in on their stuff um, to figure out how to do it. You know, uh, I didn't go in and, and just continue to fucking fail at interviews and be like, you know, oh, well, I didn't tell her to go fuck herself this time. You know, what went wrong? Um, you know, to the point where the next interview I did, the attorney looked at me and said, how did you get all this information? And I said, because I'm a good investigator. And he was like, he's like, I think we're done here. Yeah, because you're fucked, buddy. Yeah. I mean, you know, to now to the point where, you know, I had a fucking attorney call me for a plea deal. And I didn't even fucking interview the guy. Yeah. You know, I just made a rock solid case. You know, I did that. Yeah. I, I, I took my own time, my own money, you know, whatever. And salt help, yeah, that's right, yeah, salt help um, to better me. And now that I've learned this stuff and now that I've gone to schools to learn how to be better, I want to pass it on to people. You know, I want to teach people. If, people. if people come to me and say, hey, man, how do you do that? I want to be able to sit down and explain it to them. Yeah, you gotta be or if I see somebody and I go, hey, man, um, you know, 
I might have a little bit better way to show you. And one or two things is going to happen. They're going to tell you to eat shit. Or they're going to be like, yeah, man, you know, can you show me? I feel, like I, that's think, al- I feel like that's almost like it's more rare now. And I don't know. I don't it know is. Why. Because always, always you, get, you said I, it. I always get so confused about how, like, how people don't. Like, we, we have the most access to the most information of all time. And people are asked to like ask for help or look for help to make themselves fucking better. I'm like, what's the fucking point of <laughs> what's the point of Google then if you're not going to be better? Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, you have people who won't even fucking Google shit. That's terrible. They'll be like, I don't know. It's terrible. And I'm like, why don't you know? You're a lieutenant. You should know. Yeah, and it's too easy to know. Yeah. Um, we had a we had a situation arise. Okay, uh, dude DVs the shit out of his woman with a screwdriver. Oh, oh, he's holding warrants for DV high and aggravated or DV first. You know, they're signing warrants for DV. I think they did DV high and aggravated. So that's two warrants for DV. You know, felony domestic violence. Right. The woman goes. He went to his. You know, this trailer at such and such address. Uniform patrol shows up, knocks on the door, and is like, hey, is fucking, you know, Steve in there? And he was like, yeah. Like, come to the door. We got a warrant for your arrest. And he was like, fuck you. I'm not coming to the door. Bro, you know what the uniform patrol lieutenant said? We can't go inside. Excuse me? Yeah. And then he says, well, we're not going to go inside for officer safety reasons. Good Lord. Hang on. We were working crew, which uh, two of us were on SWAT. We got a canine attached to us who was also on SWAT. Our lieutenant used to be on SWAT. Like, motherfucker, we'll kick a door in and heartbeat. Right. Um, you know, the majority of SWAT is in specialized units, so like drug unit investigation, stuff like that. Like, yeah. we were all working. All he had to do is be like, hey, uh, this guy's in the house and he said he's not coming out. We'd have been like fucking CS gas and like fucking beanbag rounds and like the dogs. Yeah, like, like, you've the, like you've got the tools, fucking use them. You know, we'd be over here like, Sheriff's sure, Office SWAT team will come out now or police dog will be sent. You will be dead. <laughs> yeah. You know, give, that shit, <laughs> give that shit three times and throw a tri chamber through the window. Like, yeah, have fun, bud. Yeah. Like, why don't you suck on that, you bitch? And then, yeah. You know, like, yeah, because guess what? There's case law that says we can do that. Yeah. And like a lieutenant doesn't know that. Yeah, that's bad. Oh, well, I've always been good at, um, or, and I've, I've been lucky to be on teams like this, facilitate it to where it's like, bro, don't get, um, you got, you got a brain, you got a brainstorm. Like, I'm going to bring experience from multiple departments. Somebody's going to bring experience for just being a goddamn cop for 20 years. Yeah. Uh, somebody is going to bring experience from, you know, another shift that had another lieutenant that came from, it's like, Hey, well, this time this we did X, Y, and Z. Do you think we could do this or do a part of this to fucking accomplish the mission? Whatever it is, if it's fucking, you know, get the DV or, you know, work a, 
work a license check, whatever the goal is, like come up with ideas from fucking everybody. Just because like, like if my LT said that, I'd be like, whoa, what? Yeah. Like it, it would, I mean, I don't want to say to the point of like insubordination, but like, I've been like, hey, chief, like, this is a serious warrant. Uh, yeah, he just stabbed these, somebody. Yeah, like this is about this is about as serious as it gets without uh, you know bring it bringing in SRT and having to use lethal force. Like this is one step below that. Like we should probably not leave this motherfucker here. Yeah, <clears throat> but and that's, that's I don't know. I think so many people are are afraid to speak up or ask for help, and I just think to to for everybody on our team just to hold them all accountable you just got to be up front with them i mean this yeah. is like the serious this is the most serious um you know stateside job that you can fucking have i'm gonna i'm gonna explore all possibilities take all the training i can do have all the tools at my disposal like why the fuck not why the fuck not? But, um, Patrick, we're going to break this down into a part. Right. I'll, uh, I'll send you the notes on what we're going to do. Um, yeah. we'll get a, we'll get another episode out of this because we just fucking talk too much sometimes. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, it's like know. insert subject and let's go off on a tangent on that one. Subject. Yeah. I don't, I, mean, I don't feel like throwing out a three hour podcast. So, no, all right. Good. So, hopefully you've kind of been, enjoyed kind of some of our tips to kind of um be more positive uh kind of <clears throat> in, like internal at your department what you can do kind of more towards the public we didn't really get too deep into that just with what we do and how we are we kind of gave the kind of the simple answer for that um and then just gave a lot of examples of stuff that we've done and a lot of it had to do with just interdiction and having a good time and i think that's kind of like the internal positive changes doing what you want to do and have fun um and then holding your people accountable the second part we're going to kind of get into how to like stay positive um you know don't get ground down by the grind we're going to give some examples of kind of we do to you know decompress or detach um kind of hit on um kind of the recruiting side of it too and how we just need to do better recruiting better people and figuring out how to pay all of us better um so that'll be kind of part two so stand by for that i'm gonna call it right back brother yeah and uh if i can just throw something in real quick if you ever uh you know, if you have any questions or anything like that, anything we talk about, hit Aaron up. Um, you hit me up at Crisco Kyle on Instagram. I'm always available. That's Crisco, like the oil, C R I S C O <laughs> underscore Kyle, K Y L E. There's a backstory on that. Um, yeah. Well, they should know. I don't even remember what episode. I think that was your first, whatever yeah. your first episode was. We went into that. Yeah. Um, you know, hit me up. I'll be glad to answer any questions or clarify anything anybody needs. Again, we're we're here to help each other. So let me somebody, know. Yeah, somebody will come up with another good idea for another spinoff episode of this. And then we'll, oh, fuck yeah. We'll get you on here again or I'll, I'll talk to somebody else about it. Or You know how we do. I love it. Yeah, man. Stand by for part two. <laughs>